Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Holly, woman. Thank Hello. You. Thank you for uh, recommending The Wilds. Ooh. Me, that TV series. Your I'm, review, please. Well, I only watched two episodes. I That's right up my alley. You called it. <laughs> Dystopian high school. Uh, this is a show that's on Drama. Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and it's being described as Lord of the Rings with cheerleaders. Or wow. not Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Flies, excuse yeah. me. Not oh, Lord of the but Rings. But with girls in it, and the play, <laughs> it's, it's so good. And really? Apparently, it's so good. Yeah, it really is. And apparently there's a supernatural angle to it as well. So, I mean, it's just basically like they took a focus group of all the things that mm-hmm. you like, Lori, in a show. I know, and, and put they, it in. <laughs> really, it's that? Well, I liked it for, right. for, for, for me. Like, right. I, I tried another episode of your uh virgin river it's I, not for you i don't I think totally so know. it it's might hallmark. be too it's hallmark sappy. it's too sappy for you yeah. i totally didn't expect you to like it i'm sorry all right but anyway thank <laughs> you Holly. are you all. gonna watch the wilds are you gonna um, try it maybe uh, i'm probably not gonna try it but i saw okay. it was for you okay thank and so, you <laughs> and then what was the show that you're talking about julia Virgin, oh, Virgin River. River. It's so not for Lori. It's been. It came out like two years ago on Netflix, and the new season just came out. But it's sappy. It's Hallmark. Well, what's it about? Um, a nurse gets a job in a small um, town, like Northern in, California, yeah, and in the woods, and she falls in love with the bar owner or something. It's just dumb, but it's easy. <laughs> it you don't have to think. You know, it's going to end happy. No one dies. You don't have to worry about anyone getting killed. Right. It's it's how I like to watch TV. Non anxiety. Mm-hmm. And some light smooching, perhaps, thrown Absolutely. in there. Wonderful. All right. So today's Dirt Alert is just, it's going to be a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So let's start with Courtney Love, who issued a lengthy response yesterday to a fan who asked if those behind Britney Spears' conservatorship wanted to do the same for her at one point in time. Now, the Instagram comment said, is it true that this person, Lou Taylor, who planned the conservatorship with Britney with her father, wanted to put you in a conservatorship, too? Oh, that's right. I remember that way back when. Courtney Love replied, short answer is yes. She said Lou did try for a mutated strain of conservatorship. So says Courtney. She said that Lou made an attempt to control Kurt, Kurt Cobain's name and likeness in all Nirvana songs. 96% of control of those songs. Then sell the publishing, by which time I'd be in a conservatorship or more likely, she said, dead Hmm. so she was getting pretty explicit about ways that people tried to control her estate and courtney says i was successful at blocking only lou that's just because 
I chant a lot, which makes me lucky, says Courtney. But she Good said, word. yeah. So she said, you know, there's no point in sticking my neck out for Britney Spears. And so she doesn't really want to comment on Britney Spears situation because obviously she doesn't really know exactly what's going on. Wasn't Courtney, was Courtney Love ever involved with Sam Lefty? Yes. Lefty? Yes, she was. And he was involved with Britney when her dad got yes. the conservatorship. And then, was, yes, so, and yeah, so there's involved. a connection yes. there. Okay. Yeah, Courtney Love wrote about Sam Lufty. I just got away from Sam after 8.5 hellish years. Bad as he is, he doesn't hold a candle to those people. Who are those people? I think those people would be Lou Taylor oh. and all of these people who planned a conservatorship for Britney. Oh, really? Got it. Yeah. Oh. So she said, I've tried to lobby attorneys for years with a glimmer of humanity to take on Spears' situation, and they always blank out, she said, and frankly, I'm done with it. Now, Courtney Love does add that she knows more about the Spears case than almost anyone there is, and there was a time I'd have told you anything and everything. Wow. So it seems like she does know a lot more than she's going to be, speak, uh, be speaking about publicly. Keep reading. What else does she say? Okay, well, she said that it's one of the worst things I've seen done to another woman, and trust me, I've seen it all. Courtney goes on to write, but I'm okay now in Europe recovering from a near-death illness that probably happened due to the stress uh, of outmaneuvering those bleeps for pre-Britney for 25 years. She said that she has a manager they're all scared of and we're safe. She, the royal we, I suppose. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm okay. And most of all, Francis, Francis being Cobain, her daughter is okay. She said, I'm not dragging us through the PTSD and the trauma that Lou's name brings up in me. And Courtney Love said, no one can do that to us again. Was she? Wow. Were, so were they trying? Because I remember when Cor- uh, Francis went to live with her grandmother, grandmother years and, ago. and was it just Courtney was off the rails? Remember, she she was way off the rails okay. with alcoholism. I mm-hmm. remember Kathy Hartnett was mm-hmm. doing, she was trying to do some work with Sobriety High okay. at the time, but she kept going on and off. Okay. Yeah, you know, and Courtney Love has had an ongoing battle regarding the estate of Kurt Cobain, her involvement in it. I don't have the legal details, Mm -hmm. but they're very intricate. And uh, so it seems like, according to Courtney Love, there are lots of people who are trying to get a hold of the estate of Kurt Cobain and uh, profit off of it, essentially. Wow. Yeah, without her control. But she seems like she's in a pretty good place. So... We wish Courtney the best. Uh, moving on from that, uh, page six reporting that Mick Jagger has purchased a nice Christmas gift for his lady, a mansion near Sarasota, Florida. Lovely. Yeah, right? So she mm-hmm. has a four-year-old Mick Jagger has a four-year-old son. Let's all remember that. Let me Hollywood speak that. Safely <laughs> in Sarasota, nowhere near London. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, that's, that's like he's doing the Simon Cowell thing. I will buy you a house. Yes. Yeah. You know, for you and my child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she's moving to Sarasota, Florida uh, with her four year old son, Devereaux. And uh, yes, page six reporting that the area's privacy away from New York and London was a major factor in choosing the home. Right. Sending um, her out. Yeah. A major. It's, 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 he's, he's majorly away yep. from him. Oh, dear. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, Mick Jagger has an interesting love life. I suppose there are vintage scandals for days where you could talk about right. Mick Jagger and uh, his wandering ways. Yes. That is attached to his body. If also I were Mick Jagger, I wouldn't have been faithful to anybody. <laughs> right? You didn't need to be. No. And if it wasn't. You know, I don't think he ever has been. Bianca Jagger has said she knew on their wedding day that the marriage was over. 
Really? Yeah. They had a very rowdy wedding. Went, went into, and she was pregnant, I think, and oh, like partied all night wow. long. And he's just a... Just who he is. Yeah, he's yeah. Casanova. Yeah, with Bianca Jagger and Mick Jagger's wedding, it was really, they thought, it was very intense. And I think that they've commented at the time, because they got married in France, and they had to go to the courthouse, and it was all out in public, and it was this huge paparazzi uh, moment, and they had, like, zero privacy whatsoever. And then, you know, she went back to the hotel room uh, after the party. You know, they were, like, partying, partying, and she was, like, when she spent her wedding night alone, and she's in retrospect, she knew that was over that day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, all the drama. Um, we're getting some photographs from the set of Avatar 2. James Cameron released the images of the Matador, which is a 50-foot command boat on a 16-ton, 360-degree motion control base. What that means, it's a lot of money, and it's a big, big toy. Now, Avatar 2 is set to come out December 2022. I ask you, did anyone ask for this? No. No. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. So, More rom-coms. Yeah, you guys are exactly right. You know, and listening to something, so, okay, off topic of this, uh-huh. um, listening to uh, Jason Bloom, the producer, he did Get Out, he did Black Klansman, a bunch of other movies. Okay. Well, he was talking about exactly what you guys were talking about earlier this week, that romantic comedies deserve to be not only on the big screen, but they deserve to have the big budgets that everything else does. They, yeah, they will I mean, bring in the money. That the, the fact that they outsell in the book uh, market, you know, that it's mm-hmm. over a billion dollars a year, that it outsells mystery and sci-fi combined. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting, Holly, to see how Bridgerton does, and I think it's going to be a huge success on Netflix. Absolutely. Maybe that will get the attention of people that the, there's a huge, huge market that they're missing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Shonda Rhimes going over to Netflix. What a huge get. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was huge. Right. And they spent some money by the trailer that you posted this week. I mean, that looks lush and wonderful. Does that start this Friday? No, it starts on Christmas Christmas Day. Day. Oh, perfect. All Mm -hmm. right. Well, there you go. You got your holiday plans. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Thank you, Holly. You're welcome. All right. When we come back, we do have a vintage scandal, and it was inspired by the rant of Tom Cruise. Yesterday, he's not the first star to rant, and he won't be the last, but we're going to revisit some of them. Oh, boy, I hope you revisit the Christian Bale Terminator rant. Right on top of the list. Oh, my goodness. All right, can't wait for that before we get to Christian Bale on the set of Terminator. And now... And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. All right. quite the scandal. Well, in honor of Tom Cruise, epic... Meltdown on Mission Impossible 7 set last night. Uh Um, Basically, um, just going off on two people who, you know, broke COVID protocol. That movie's been down for, you know, three different times. Delayed, delayed. Anyway, he's just epic, epic, epic rant um, on tape, which somebody, you know, grabbed on their phone, sold it to the sun, went all around the world and the New York Times and the Washington Post both verified that, yes, that's Tom Cruise. So I thought, what are some other rants that we have heard from people? And of course, the one that really uh, popped up and Holly mentioned it, Terminator Salvation will never go down in history for the right reasons, but that was the movie um, because that did not restore anything to that franchise. But it made headlines when audio went viral of its star, Christian Bale, mm-hmm. absolutely blowing a fuse on a set. 
in in that ranch, London, I think they were. Yeah, in it's just legendary, you know. And I think it still will be Tom Cruise's because the year was two thousand and eight, and he mm-hmm. blew a fuse when the cinematographer accidentally interrupted one of his scenes, oh. and the unhinged rant had forty uses of the F word. Well, I'm telling you, that word does fill in for every type of word. Um, He later apologized in a radio interview saying, I was out of order beyond relief. I may believe I make no excuses for it. And he and the cinematographer, you know, settled their differences and they continued to film Terminator together. But he famously, um, you know, I did find a, a short clip in, this, right. in the system where that, that we can actually play. Okay. You got any idea about, hey, it's distracting having somebody walking up behind Bryce in the middle of the scene. And then he added, oh, good for you. <laughs> Drama. 40 times. So Drama. I think Tom Cruise will be like a kind right. of right under him. Um, another... Um, uh, meltdown that happened, and and this this I feel like that there was I can't remember if there was tape or nothing or anything like that, but the year was 2013, and who would think someone so sweet could have such a wild tirade at cops? And I'm talking about Reese, Reese Witherspoon. Don't you know who I am? Who was arrested for disorderly conduct after drunkenly shouting and refusing to follow orders from a Georgia state trooper who had pulled over her husband. Reese, according to the arrest report, was hanging out of the window of the car, told the trooper, you're not even a real officer. She refused to sit in the car quietly and said, do you know my name? You're about to find out. And, you know, people probably have kind of forgotten about it, but I'm here to remind you about it. I did find a small clip of that. Oh, did you? Go ahead. It says it's 90 seconds. You can come off whenever you're ready. Ma'am, what did I just tell you today? He's under arrest. If you don't get back I'm a U.S. citizen. I am allowed to stand on American ground and ask any question I want to ask. Go ahead. Come on. You better not arrest me. Are you kidding me? I told you. I'm an American citizen. I told you. I'm an American citizen. You fight with me. I promise you. This is beyond. This is beyond. You fight with me. I promise you. This is harassing me. I'm an American. Painful, the white privilege of her. But the white privilege of her being able to feel comfortable to to do that i mean if she was black reese witherspoon that would certainly not mm-hmm. have happened um do we have mel gibson we're getting to oh, it Julia. Okay. i've got a whole little list oh, here okay. um i'm just working my way around the room um 2011 chris brown literally fled the set of good morning america america when robin roberts asked him about the assault against his girlfriend Rihanna, and he became very agitated. He performed a song, mm-hmm. then he stormed out. After that, hair and makeup staff called security after hearing loud noises, and security discovered that he had smashed the window. Yeah, he did with a chair. With a chair, mm-hmm. and he left. As one does. He left so the. Lovely. He left the building and was seen out on the street shirtless, and that was really, I think, probably a, his low point on that one also um um wesley snipes he, oh yeah. mm-hmm. he there was a time when he really believed he was a superhero Patton oswald who had a supporting role in blade trinity 
said the actor would only respond to the name Blade and would only <laughs> communicate with the director through post-it notes oh, and it. at one point attempted to d- choke the director on the set in front of yeah. everybody. What you, This is like the, way long time ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2002, before his tax evasion, before he, he went, went to, to prison. Yeah. And then, okay. of course, yes, Mel Gibson famously went on an anti-Semitic tirade after getting arrested in 2006, mm-hmm. shouting at officers, yep. all kinds of horrible things, and he called... Uh, a female officer, officer, sugar boobs, but used a different slur. And he, of course, then also in a separate incident, the girlfriend, Oksana, or whatever Mm -hmm. her name was, that there were tapes of that about he hopes all these terrible things happened to her. and that. Oh, remember that? Yeah, it was just on. We can't even play any of his stuff because it's just so awful. But yes, he famously did that. And of course, Alec Baldwin... Had the voicemail that was heard around the world when his daughter Ireland, who was 11 mm-hmm. years old, didn't pick up the phone for one of their scheduled calls. And he launched into a vulgar tirade and called her a rude, thoughtless little pig. I don't give a damn that you're 12 years old or 11 or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Really encouraging words for your from your dad. Or that your mother is a thoughtless pain in the butt who doesn't yeah. care about what you do. He apologized for that 2007 outburst, and I'm sure will not be doing that with any other children. And he and uh, Ireland seem to be they're fine. No, he fine. he was he that was, was shocking because yeah. we were on the air with that. We were just oh, I like, know we were. <gasps> he was struggling with parent alienation at the time and wrote the book and was really. Outspoken. I don't give that. It, I, as a I pass. don't either. I I'm not saying that at all, but I'm just adding context to what else was happening we're, at the time. We're focusing strictly on the scandal and the fact that he called his daughter a thoughtless little pig. Mm-hmm. You know, and yes, he did say later that that was going on, but you know, you are a rude, thoughtless <laughs> little pig. Whoa. Oh, the thought of hearing that. Um, Here's one you may have forgotten about, Julia. Amanda Bynes setting fire to her neighbor's driveway. Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. And we found out later that, you know, she was having mental health issues. But in mm-hmm. 2013, we didn't know what was going on. And she set a fire in her neighbor's driveway. And um, uh, people called 911 and... She took off her clothes, and yeah, of course, was, we, she was really struggling. Really struggling, and of course, you know, Lindsay Lowen's meltdowns are were as common as spaghetti and meatballs. She had a lot. She did. If we mm-hmm. even tried to summarize it, it might be hard. Whether I mean, there were so many. She remember she published a list of her former lovers. She's had a lot of. Um, she. It was just a, her, and her. even during the show that she made for Oprah on oh. Oprah's network when she lived in the uh, high rise in New York City in the pot smoking, throwing things out the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she did struggle. Uh, I would say that Tom Cruise gets twice on the list because he yeah, had yeah, a very that, public uh, couch jumping yes, on he Oprah. Did. That was two thousand and five. That wasn't a rant. His rant was with it was um, bizarre and creepy. Morning, but but that wasn't oh. a rant. His rant was with Tom. Oh, uh, with um, Matt, Lauer Matt Lauer on yes. the Today Show about drugs. Yes, I know yes. psychology. You don't. don't you're need. glib. Glib, Matt. You're glib. But he and he did that all in one week. Jumped on Oprah's yep. couch and did the rant. Yeah, um, and then said something about Brooke Shields using antidepressants and how she didn't need them. Yes. Yes, that is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I'm just trying to think. Oh, Charlie Sheen. 
He had a whole oh. year of ranting. Mm-hmm. 2011. When he was Tiger. Tiger Blood. Tiger Blood. He's a drug-fueled sex odysseys and eccentric behavior and um, just really unbelievable. And we find out later that he was suffering from bipolar disorder. Charlie Sheen? Yes. Yeah, and he kept telling people he was bi-winning. Yeah. And the drug that he was high in was himself. And it's, you know, remember he said it's not available because if you try it, you'll die. Your face will melt off and your children will weep over your exploded body. He seems to be in a much uh, better place. But after he was fired from Two and a Half Men in 2011, it was about six straight months of... Oh, uh, and he went yeah. on the tour. He came he here. No, he was in Chicago. Was he in never Chicago? Came, okay. He never came here. Duh. Winning. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, you can't have a rant list without including Charlie Sheen on there. All right, listen, that, that is it. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom Cruise, for uh, taking us down celebrity rants uh and we'll be right back with some other headlines and now the conclusion of today's Lori and julia show mm. well Gosh, what do we know a lot of other people simon cowell is considering illegal actions against the electric bike company remember he got his bike on the first day and yes he did broke his back and he got it in but he tried to do a wheelie but when i read this the power of that electric bike i mean Seriously, it's like a motorcycle almost. How much power it had. Um, one, well, a whistleblower from the electric bike company, the manufacturer, claimed the bike was an accident waiting to happen, but that was due to the fact that Simon Cowell didn't read the instructions, Take it have, the training, have the training, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. He said, uh, you got to be trained on it. Remember, he was going to be back to work in a week. Yeah. He's still, well, you know, yes. breaking your back. So anyway, he broke his back in August. So I guess that makes sense that you would consider legal action. Just sounds like cool. you would. You know? I think so. So well, um, at least to have them put a warning on for other people. I mean, I guess you... there was a warning. That's oh. why, like, there isn't. And just that's why the bike manufacturing company Jeez. is trying to say, "No, idiot, you didn't." Um... No, idiot, it's you. It's you. It's you. 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 Uh, let's see what else do we know. Kim and well, Kanye. We. It's very weird what's happening with those two. It like she, nothing. They, no, but it, they have leaked so many stories over the last two weeks about. Her the marriage to the gossip media. I mean, she's done this for years since Kanye's big bipolar bipolar swing back in 2016. Yeah, she was constantly floating the idea. She was considering divorce. Divorce. She did something earlier this year when Kanye had another manic episode. It got to the point where the People magazine exclusive sounded like an entry from her diary. Right, right. They were so specific. And last week, Entertainment Tonight had a very curious exclusive about her exhaustion having to deal with his mental absence and physical absence because he's basically living in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And... um and what was weird about that entertainment tonight is that nothing, nothing, like immediately right after them, People Magazine this week got another exclusive. Is there anything new in it? Just that they very much live separate lives. Right. Here's, well, let me just read you the three headlines. Vanity Fair, Kim Kardashian, Kanye West's lives reportedly don't overlap much. Mm-hmm. Cosmopolitan, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West spent a lot of time apart, but come together for the kids. Vulture, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West don't sound too together right now. 
Yeah. So there's a lot of I mean, all the headlines. It's been the same story for Trum, like nine How months. How could She's she? She would drive me crazy. They're fighting. They're full time in Wyoming. Yeah, she I, lives in L.A. Separate life, separate interests. She's like a single mom. Then Kanye had that a couple of months manic episode. Oh. And she was pulled back into the drama. Anyway, she just basically wants us to know that he's in Wyoming and she's in L.A. Good. And she's still thinking about leaving him. So thanks for the update, Kim. Right. But just kind of interesting where they're, it's a way of keeping, you know, the names out there. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're right, Lori. Boy, like Oreo cookies. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We've got a good book tomorrow. We've got it from a new publisher, a Minnesota publisher. And the book is Ashes to Ashes. And it's their first book, I think. Is it? I think it is. I, I think it's one of their very first books. So that's going to be, on, the book is so good. It's. I can't. I just want to get home and finish. I have ten pages left. Oh, like, yeah. and you I'm gotta, just ready. You got to find out who did it. I, I'm going crazy. Who the boss I, is. I know. Oh, twisty. Right. Yeah. It's twisty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Hadley House also published um, the book I read a couple weekends ago called The Project. The, yes. And they're it's started by two women. I think. Well, we'll find out more about it tomorrow. Yeah. But kind of excited about it. Um, okay, so Ron Howard, you know, was on, I listened to him on some, something somewhere, but he, he was, he's so lovely, you know, Imagine, um, Productions, Imagine Studios is his thing with Brian Grazier, Mm -hmm. Glazier, Grazier, Grazier, and he said when he was a little kid, like six and seven on the Annie Griffith show, they would ask him, you know, they would do these readings and they would let the actors stay after the table reads and listen to kind of how they were going to modify the script and stuff. And he said he was so saw the director got to interact with everybody, got to interact with the actors, with the writers, with the producers, with the production team. And he thought, I want to I want to be that that person gets to pe- talk to everybody and be involved in everything. And that kind of was his early love for wanting to be in the director's seat. Has anyone watched his Hillbilly Elegy, that well, movie, Rocco? I, I the reviews were so bad. They were so bad, I couldn't do it. My mom watched it, and, and she liked it, but she said it was the heavy, depressing movie, and she says, I love Glenn Close, I love Amy Adams. Right. And she didn't, she didn't think, she said, we knew, because I think she said, we know that that's a depressing memoir. She said, I guess I knew it was going to be depressing, but she liked it. She liked it? Okay, did, none of us... Well, did we watch... What's the Jason Bateman um, thing that... Arrested Ozark? Development. Oh, no, yeah. Arrested Development. Yeah. Did you watch that? I did watch a, b- a bunch of that, yes. I've never watched one. Oh. That's a Ron Howard thing, Lori. Did you know that? I don't think I knew mm-hmm. that, but Will Arnett was the first person that talked to us on the red carpet at the oh. Award. Yes, he, he was. was. It's a funny show. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's your style, but I mean, David Cross and... I, I watched it. I Jessica Walters. I okay. watched it. It wasn't It wasn't for me, but Donnie, I remember, like that. Because oh, yeah. Will and Jason are, they call um, Ron Howard, you know, daddy. Oh, back to your well, that's okay because he hired them both in that and gave them a big opportunity and he just i just think ron howard's interesting in his story about how he has just changed and, and adapted usually his movies are so good so if you good. think of the history of he's ron five with tom hanks yeah. and, and he's just kind of a fascinating guy remember his daughter did the book about traveling to pakistan the book that we loved that was his wife that was his wife fictional book did she call him daddy 
No, no, but, no, but they've been no, married like forever. they're high school sweethearts. But that is a great book. I can't think of the name of it right now. Um, that was years ago. She was on our show. Yeah. His, his the last movie he did, Solo, didn't get a lot of good reviews either. I mean, was that about the climber, that was, that the mountain climber? Star, no, that was a Star Wars story. Oh. oh, Ron Howard did Solo? Well, it's kind of a long story, but he took it over halfway through because right. he fired the first guys, the Lego movie guys. Oh. Anyways. Yeah. I wish it just he... seems like he, remember he did the kind of the collaboration his daughter did Fathers for around yes. Father's Day this year? Bryce. Talk, mm-hmm. Yeah, talking Bryce Dallas Howard, talking about how dads are so important in young girls' lives. He's just kind of a fascinating man. But I'm he sure. wanted to be a director because he saw that they ha- they were in on all the action. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Everyone have a great night.